This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Hey, what it is. I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when I'm passing by. Oh, my, my. I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when I'm passing by. See, now all my flavors are guaranteed to satisfy. Hold on a second, baby. I gotta put my banana Dixie cups. All flavors and push-ups, too. I'm your ice cream man, baby. Stop me when I'm passing by. See, now all my... It's a, it's a jam for you, eh? Yeah, it's a good old... Uh, really stirs up some uh, memories. I ain't never buy nothing from my ice cream truck. How come? We never had one in our in our hood. We still have one come around our neighborhood in the summer. Yeah. Still creepy. Right. I don't After know why. I don't know. I hear that music and I'm like, some poor kid is gonna about to get kidnapped. I, I don't I don't know what it is, man. You have some some triggers, the ice cream truck and dirty bathrooms. Uh Clowns and ice cream trucks. I don't know, man. I, I've never had a bad experience with one, but you hear the music and you're like, oof. Right, yeah. There's there's bad people out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cops pulled over an ice cream, cream truck on Monday. My basic distrust for anybody. Uh, uh, right. I don't know. I, in Slidell, Louisiana, just outside New Orleans. The name on the side said Tammy's Ice Cream and Sweet Treats. Ah. 42-year-old owner, Tamisha Morin, was behind the wheel. They pulled her over because the truck had expired tags and no brake lights. Always good for an right. ice cream truck. Sure. That was the least of her damn worries, because it looks like the sweet treats be meth, bro. Uh, when they searched her freezer, they found melted ice cream and a bunch of meth. Jesus. Uh, she wasn't selling to kids, just their parents, so I guess she's got that going for her. Uh, that's like uh, Big Worm and Friday selling uh, weed out of the ice cream truck. Yeah, right. Remember Big Worm? Oh, yeah. She's facing charges for possession of narcotics. Turns out she had an outstanding stunning warrant as well. They also gave her a ticket for the brake lights and expired tag. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, it will never cease to amaze me, these people with massive amounts of drugs that they're transporting or whatever. They get pulled over for the stupidest things, like not stopping at a stop sign, yeah, yeah. not using a turn right. signal, not having brake lights, right. having a, a expired tag. You would think if you had... You know, the possibility of decades in prison in the vehicle you're driving, that the rest of it would be Trump type. <laughs> right. You know? There's some basics. Right. Hauling all that contraband around. Yeah. You think there'd be like a manual you could go to. Right. Like, would you be like, hey, I mean, listen, I'm going to walk around the vehicle. Could you tap the brakes so I can make sure that they work? Right. Because if they don't and I get pulled over, I'm going to prison for a very long time. <laughs> like, just take the extra 20 seconds, but whatever. It would be weird. Now, they have a certain song they play, like, uh, when you know there's there's meth plenty in the ice cream truck. Like, something, something from, like, the Little Mermaid or something. You hear Little Mermaid all of a sudden, like, oh, meth, stop. Um, and I've... then you hear uh, Jingle Bells, and it's uh, Weed Day. I think the song, the meth ice cream truck. Then when you hear play. a happy birthday song. It's the Breaky Bad song. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> if you hear that, you know you're getting melted ice cream. <laughs> 
And about, that was also my favorite part of the story. Melted ice cream. She wasn't even good at yeah. the ice cream well, distribution. Just, just all around horrible presentation. <laughs> right? Horrible. It's so dumb. Like, what if a cop came up right. to your ice cream truck and wanted ice cream? What are you just gonna be like? Sorry, it's all melted. Right. Just send it Amazon or send it FedEx. Whatever. I mean, it's got to be safer than rolling around in a jalopy. <laughs> Dude. Unsafe. That is so weird, man. I, I don't know. I, they, they just get away with it for so long, I guess. Nobody pays attention. Yeah, like when she first started her ice cream truck meth service, was she better at keeping up with things? Right. But as she got away with like the longer period of time, she's like, oh, nobody right. notices. I won't pay things, my registration. Right. Things started slipping a little bit. I, I don't know. Or she got greedy. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. Dude. Man, if you're going to fake that you're an ice cream truck, you need to have some ice cream on hand. A little bit would help. <laughs> God. Yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a hell of police they work do, they did they there. They do really well in our neighborhood. The meth sellers? No, oh. no, no. Ice cream dude rolls around. Kids come running. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what... Uh, why that is so weird to me. <laughs> I'm overthinking it. It's okay. I don't even, I'm trying to think where I, where, why I even have a, a, a bad attitude towards ice cream trucks. Not that I, not that there's a lot of stories out there about kidnapping. There's like zero. Stuff. No, there, yeah, there's zero. <laughs> there's little, little, zero. I think it's just strangers. I just think, you know, it's like, it's like some there's something creepy about like, I'm it. I'm shocked parents even let their kids run to the ice cream truck. As weird as it is out there, right? You know, it's like how some dolls be looking creepy too. Right, right. You know, right. It's so it's just totally irrational. I just uh, it doesn't even make sense. It's okay. Ah, jeez. Fear. 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 People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. <laughs> Smoke That Skin Wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Dictionary.com added 313 new words and terms, including a bunch of slang terms that you may not be familiar with. No, I'm ready. Are you ready to get learned? Learned. Vertical integration. Already in there. Ah, crap. I know, right? Well, it should be. It's a classic. Okay, here we go. Um, petfluencer. Petfluencer. I can. I pretty. What do you think that is? Yeah. I, what do you think? A petfluencer. Uh, lots of pictures with dogs. Oh, what am I? What am I doing? What is a petfluencer? A uh, petfluencer. Dressing up like a cat. And that's it. No, uh... Nope. Uh, person who gains a large following on the socials by posting entertaining images well, or videos of, of their pet. Of course. It's a pet fluence. Okay. Think of Apollo, the gray, the African gray. There, that's a pet fluencer. Mm-hmm. Um, then, what, then what do you do? You want a prize? What do you, what do you get? This is just a word added to dictionary.com. Okay. Now, what's the pet fluencer get? The, a large following. Accolades. A large following on social media. Okay. Uh, Cli-fi. It's short for climate fiction. Any sort of sci-fi where climate change is a major part of the story. That's kind of cool. I like it. Okay. Cyber flashing. 
What do you think cyber flashing is? Your mom's boobs. Sending pictures of your junk to strangers online, like <laughs> airdropping them. I like to do it in person. It gives it a nice personal touch. Right. Okay, what else? I remember that. Uh, rage farming. What do you think rage farming oh, is? Oh, wow. Screaming at uh, 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 on your tractor. Uh, to- no, uh, provoking people by posting inflammatory political stuff on social media, <laughs> hoping to get angry responses and go viral. <laughs> Um, I'm right. an attention whore. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Hell, hellscape. Hellscape. Uh, Chicago Bears. A place or time that is hopeless, unbearable, or irredeemable. Omaha, Nebraska. Jamestown, North Dakota. <laughs> Boom. Uh, nearly wed. Nearly. What do you think a nearly wed. Uh, is? Nearly wed. Uh, you're not engaged yet, but you're you're on the precipice. Person who lives with someone in a life partnership, sometimes engaged, with no planned wedding date. Yeah, okay, great. A digital nomad. A digital nomad. A digital nomad. You're, uh... Let me think about this for a minute. A digital nomad. Are you, uh... Uh, you, 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 you don't like anything. What? A person who works remotely while traveling for ah, leisure, ah, especially when having no fixed permanent uh, address. I, you don't like anything. I, I knew that. I knew um, that. All right. Cakeism comes from the term have your cake and eat it too. It's the false belief that one can enjoy the benefits of two choices that are, in fact, mutually exclusive I, or have it both. I ways. feel like these are phrases I'm never going to hear again after today. Cakeage. Cakeage. Uh, fee charged by a restaurant to bring you your own cake. This is We've talked about this before. It's like a corkage fee for wine, but with cake uh, instead. Okay. If you bring your own cake to a restaurant and then they bring it to you, there's always a fee. That's just how it yeah, works. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so there you go. There's, there's more, but I'm not going to go through 313 words. It's not happening. It is National Peanut Butter Lover's Day, you son of a bitch. Give me PC2. Gladly. That is what is up. Morning, sunshine. What's so good about it? Today is National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Peanut butter? Oh, yeah. I love peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. I don't like it. Oh, that is sticky and delicious. I love it. Some people like chunky peanut butter. Chunky. Some like smooth. It is National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Buckle up. Spread it on. It's showtime. What do you usually put peanut butter on? Uh, bananas, apples, celery, especially, and uh, crackers. It's a good list, bud. I, uh, you know, weirdly, I like it on uh, bread. Is it weird? Why is that weird? <laughs> Being a smart ass. <laughs> uh, so yeah, peanut butter, man. You, peanut butter's on everything. Yeah. Toast with peanut butter is love peanut butter on so toast. Good. Yeah, love peanut butter on toast. Even muffins, even the English muffins, I put them on. Yeah, I put uh, peanut butter and honey on an English muffin, and it's quite delicious. That sounds pretty good. Super delicious. What do you use it mostly for? Uh, <laughs> usually, uh, just a spoonful. Uh, yeah. That's it. A little dessert. Yeah. What's your brand? Um, but your, I do love it with apples. What's your brand? Uh, whatever's on sale. I get uh, usually I get like the Walmart brand or the Aldi brand. What about you? Uh, any kind of GIF anywhere the GIF is. 
Yeah. That's the only one. Skippy is, I'm, I, man, Skippy to me is the devil. I just, I, see I just. you're rich with these name brands. I just don't like the Skippy, man. <laughs> I can't make my, and it can't be crunchy or I, I, my, I, I don't know. I freak out. You would never do crunchy? No, I hate crunchy peanut butter. It's not right. Wow. My body just rejects, my mind rejects the whole thought of it. I don't know why. I see that. You're getting agitated. Yeah, I don't like it. My favorite combo, if I had to pick, is just strawberry, Smuckers, and uh, Jif. Oh, And just smack it on some white bread. Smack it on there. And then uh, I'm good. But if I had to pick a, probably an apple. Yeah. Outside of the the bread family, I would probably go with just the good old apple. For sure. Why is it so good? And I got the thing. I got the the apple smusher cutter in eight piece. Oh, the core-er. The core-er-er. The, the core, er, er, er. But yeah, Smuckers, oh, yeah, come on now. With the jelly, oh, come on now. Yeah, uh, I love all kinds of different stuff with peanut butter. I have, so I have these high protein, uh, like a pancake waffle mix thingy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had waffles over the weekend, and I put some peanut butter on my high protein waffle, and it was fantastic. We probably, we put a big, uh, uh, a teaspoon of peanut butter in our protein shakes. Oh, yeah, which dude. Which makes it turn out really, really good, like a banana and a big dollop of peanut butter. Hells yeah, buddy. It's freaking awesome, dude. Totes delish. You don't have to live like an animal out there, people. I love peanut butter. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Are you still talking peanut butter? Happy yeah, buddy. peanut butter day. Okay, so love peanut butter, ate it my whole life. Best peanut butter I've found is a two-pack at Sam's Club. They call it no stir. Once in a while, it's got a little oil, but man, it's, I don't know, there's something about it. They might put some crack cocaine in it. <laughs> so there's no wrong way to celebrate National Peanut Butter Day. No, dude. That's all oh, good. Yeah, go get yourself some. All right, man. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Yep. Hi, how's it going? Uh, on French toast is awesome. Oh, dude, I bet, man. With the cinnamon. Oh, hells yeah. That does sound good, doesn't it? But we call it Freedom Toast on this show. Hello. Never tried it. Used to watch my old man eat peanut butter on bananas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, huge. Oh, Elvis, El- it killed Elvis. Don't eat too many uh, of them. I'm pretty sure it was the pain pills that killed Elvis, well, bro. Well, well. too, so there could be a pattern. So <laughs> Clogged up peanut butter and He's bananas. Dead too. <laughs> huh? What? Is that what he said? He goes, he's dead, too. There might be a pattern there. Who's dead? His dad. Oh. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, well, I've never had a fried peanut butter banana sandwich, so I, I, don't, I should probably try it. No, I don't think you need to try it. Butter, what do you, butter up your toast? And, uh... I don't know. Elvis used to fly his cook in to make him a peanut butter and nana sandwich. Right. Was it like a grilled cheese, but with peanut butter? I, th- I think you're accurate. Yeah, without the cheese. I don't... Right, right. I don't like that. Because it was, yeah, it was fried, right? Here's his recipe. Elvis is... Uh... <laughs> He's got bacon on his. Jesus, how'd that Why guy? How'd that, how'd that guy make it to forty? <laughs> uh, well, Elvis, primarily one of the greatest entertainers. 
Can't ignore his namesake sandwich, the one with peanut butter, banana, and bacon, all smushed together. Nicknamed the Elvis sandwich, the collision of delicious indulgence made up of ingredients that seem like they clash, but much like Elvis's music, a dynamic rockabilly fusion of heartfelt country and soulful rhythm and blues. Uh, sweet, salty, creamy, crunchy all at once. Uh, in one story, uh, Elvis and his friends were hanging out at Graceland in 76. Somebody started talking about an outrageous sandwich they tried called the Colorado Gold Mine Company. And uh, peanut butter, banana, bacon, and a hollowed-out loaf of French bread, which was deep-fried. Elvis was so tempted with the decadent sandwich, uh, he flew everybody from Memphis to Denver in the middle of the night on his private jet. The sandwich didn't disappoint. The king reportedly brought the recipe from, uh, oh, bought the recipe from the restaurant's owner, passed it on to W. Pauline Nicholson, the personal cook, asked her to have one standing by at all times. <laughs> I can't think of another celebrity with a particular food that killed them. Can Holy you? Holy crap. Can you? Well, but he died because he was plugged up from the. No, pandemic, I know, I know, right? I know, but still, there's got to be some correlation. He started eating hot grilled bacon peanut butter. Well, yeah. Uh, you can't do all the things bad. You can't eat bad, do drugs, smoke cigarettes, right. have bad hours, not exercise, right. and expect to live. You can do a couple of those things right. occasionally. But they they were bringing him up and down like Michael Jackson chemically. Mm-hmm. I mean that that I mean that that's how they kept him on stage. Terrible. Uh, Elvis Presley was so much more obsessed with the peanut butter and banana sandwich than we even realized. There's articles a mile long dedicated to this. There's documentaries on it. Boy, that does look good right now, Starman. Mary Jenkins Langston worked for the music legend for 14 years. In a film, she sheds light on how obsessed Elvis was with his sandwich. If he wanted them in the morning when he woke up, I'd have to fix them. If he wanted them at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'd have to come in and fix them. Whenever he got a taste for them, he called down, and that's what he wanted. I'd imagine that helped make him heavy because he wanted them real rich. With each sandwich cooked up in butter to bring the bread to crispy perfection, it'd be floating in butter. Jesus, brah. <laughs> Oh, here she is. Wait, I, I got her. Is she going to talk? Oh, there it is. Oh, that she's... morning when I walked into the dining room, <laughs> I spoke. I said, good morning. He said, good morning. I said, what are we going to have for breakfast this morning? He said, fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. And I looked at him. I said, what? He said, fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. I said, I never heard of it. The first time I went in, fixed the sandwich and put it on the tree and brought it back, that wasn't right. His father was sitting there, and he said, Mary, I'm going with you and help you. And let's see, maybe both of us can get it right. I said, okay. Then uh, he said, let's toast the bread first. So we toast the bread and then spread the peanut butter on it and sliced the bananas and put on it and uh, put them into the skillet and kept turning them with the spatula and turn them till they got heated all the way through. Then I take them and cut them, put them on the platter and take them back to me. And he said, now, that's what I want, that's right. And then smile. <laughs> okay. The constant thing with Elvis was no change. He would 
fly large groups of people across the country for a peanut butter sandwich party. That is the epitome of rock and roll success, dude. All right. Now, if you were to have a sandwich, that would be your go-to sandwich. Your personal cook needs to have it on hand at all times. I had a French dip on Sunday. That I, I am a sucker for a French dip. You know that kind of sandwich? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. How about you? I'm going to say... Because there's a little uh, artistry involved. I mean, you know, again, quality ingredients. What would yours be? Uh, the chicken sandwich from Gino's My... that they serve on Tuesday. God, can you work a plug into a talk break? Thank you. My God, you do it with just... just Shout out to my homeboy, Red. Effortlessly. What up, buddy? It's the greatest sandwich you'll ever have in your life. <sighs> That's a big statement. I don't think you could make that statement. I did make that statement. Well, I know, but you, you make that statement. Right you make you say that about everything. Though. I do not. Yes, you do. Uh, you I say to... that's the best concert I ever went to in my life. You got to stop saying. That. I've never. I've only said that about a Metallica show. No, you've said that before. But go ahead. Go ahead with your examination. First of, of all, I'm not going to sit here and be misquoted by somebody who rarely listens to me. You. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Secondly, every single person I've taken to Gino's to have the chicken sandwich yeah. does confirm it is the greatest sandwich on the planet. Okay. Except for the people and who don't, don't like then chicken. then they start, right, but I don't take those people. Ah, there. I see what you're saying. So it's a very select group of uh, people interested in this sandwich. Well, it's only select people I'm taking there. Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> say if we put it to a vote. The best sandwich. I'm not interested in that. The best. Not interested. The best sandwich ever. Man, that's a that's a tough one. We thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. Come on, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, JJO. Now, don't be jealous. I know how you get with Guinness World Records. A Wisconsin woman earned a Guinness World Record when a team of volunteers tallied her collection of four-leaf clovers. Oh, wow. She has 118,791. Oh, I got to see this. That's a lot. Her name is Gabriella Gerhardt. She's a clover collector, as you may have guessed. Already her holds the records for largest number of four-leaf clovers collected in eight hours, which is 887. Wow. Most four-leaf clovers collected in one hour, which is 451. Where do you go when there's that many mutated four-leaf clovers in one spot? I know. You know who's really good at finding four-leaf clovers? Who? Trevor Hoffman. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that his hobby? Uh, no, I think his hobby is playing in the band. The Rotation, uh-huh. one of the greatest live bands you'll ever see. Uh, here you go again with that Check greatest. Check them out on the Rotation you, you say, band. You say everything's the greatest. Uh, I said one of the greatest uh, you said, live bands. You said Metallica was the greatest. Now Trevor's band's the greatest. One of the greatest. Metallica's the greatest live show I've ever seen. Trevor's band is one of the greatest live bands you'll ever see. Uh, I wonder if there's a thing so with listen. that where if you find one, you find 836. Anyway. Is that how those work? She brought her entire collection to the Fitchburg Public Library on Saturday, and it was counted by a team 
of 21 witnesses. Wow. The team counted her clovers and arrived at the total, uh, which was over 7,000 more than the current record. Gerhardt, who has been collecting clovers since 2010, applied in January to break the records for largest collection of five-leaf clovers, 1,440 of them. That's the largest collection. And she's also got the largest collection of six-leaf clovers, which is 210. I didn't even know there was such a thing. <laughs> wow. Is there somebody should give me some tips? Did she give a tip on where to go? Here we go. All right. Listen. Gosh. In order to really find a clover, <sighs> you have to let your mind be clear. <laughs> go to a dark room and visualize the four leaf clover for it's four days. A mindfulness <laughs> exercise. And so it was a very soothing experience. Every time you find one, I found over a hundred thousand. Every time I find one, I still get that little magic feeling. It's a little boost of serotonin. Wow. I get that on a slot machine when I win like $12. No, you don't. You get bursitis at a slot machine. Well, uh, I got to have that looked at, too. There's no clinic at the casino. That's it. You got to go out and wrap it up. You got to rub some dirt on it, get back in there. That's right, dude. <laughs> uh, she looks like a nice enough lady. Yeah, I think I trust somebody. That's that is the most Guinness of Guinness World Record, dude. That is that is calming, actually. Right, that's what she said. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to find one. Do I know this lady? I don't know if I've ever found a four leaf clover. I don't think I've ever looked for a four leaf clover. Let me see. I, we have to have mutual friends. We do. I feel Look like at, oh, she's adorable. I feel like she's uh, stolen everybody's good luck charm. I feel like she's oh my god, there she is in her clover shirt. I can't even handle it. She's hogging all the good luck. She has to quit. Oh, Dylan Brogan's a friend of hers. Of course he is. Do we want to talk to her? <laughs> I can't wait. Why are you like this? I'm good, actually. Unless you really want to talk to her, I'm I'm fine. You're just jealous. No, I'm not jealous. I'm I, I I'm trying to be interested. I am, and I it's I I'm not that interested. I, I it's it's fine. I I, I you know what I I'm, believe you're poo pooing. You know what I'm really uh, impressed with is her. Uh, Is her ability to know where to go. I think she has found the magic patch somewhere. <laughs> I found the magic patch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not letting it go. Oh, stepped into that one. <laughs> stepped into that patch of good luck. Well, she seems like a, a bright ray of sunshine. Well, I, I, my first thought is she's a goddamn hippie. And she's just laying around all day looking at the yard. I don't. I, I. I don't know. Wow, dude. But it's it's a it's a <laughs> Come weird. On. It's a. She's got a job. It's a weird hobby. Well, it's a record breaking hobby. Yeah, no. I I I'll give it to her. It's very very good luck. Well, you know what? You might very good luck. You're gonna give it to her, but she ain't taking it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she wants to talk to us. Well, she probably don't want to talk I, to you. I know you want to talk to her. I don't think she wants to talk to her. I think she sounds like a nice lady. No, I'm sure she's fantastic. Anyway, that's JJO News. Stay fresh, cheese bag. Hi, how's it going?
Hi, I'm the Clover Lady. Hi, how are you? Give me your secrets, the four-leaf clover. And that's it. I figured he was out of stuff to say. Hi, how's it going? Hey, does she uh, spray chemicals on the yard, or is she going next to a, a nuclear plant Don't to find all it. these? Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. Drew Green's the devil. Don't say what? <laughs> <laughs> she said it. I knew she was going to say it. I use a certain lawn care service that she thinks is mutating my my. It's the l- devil. It's not the devil. My yard looks great. Yards in and of themselves are the devil. Oh, my God. Do you have a Johnny yard? doesn't have any weeds. Do, huh? do you no have... weeds. No dandelions. He hates bees. He do, chases them off the you, property. You probably love dandelions. Um, I do. Oh, yeah. We do. Yeah, we have a tortoise that loves dandelions. We don't spray any crap on our yard. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I, I think it looks a little... I just it's yeah. it's amazing. You got to mow your yard too much. I I don't know, man. I just think it looks like garbage. I don't know. You're just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Pretty yellow flowers. That's right. <laughs> you can make wine out of it. My grandpa See, used to do that. Yeah, dandelion wine. You can make all kinds of stuff. I learned that right. last summer. Yeah. You can buy dandelion leaves at Wow Woodman's. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. You too, bud. How unlucky. I don't think I don't think I've ever found a four-leaf clover in my life. Well, you ain't never looked. What's that say about me? Yeah, I don't think I've really looked. I used to find him when I was a kid. But now the magic's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have hope. I used to have hope. There's a chance for me. Uh, hi, how's it going? I think you sound like you're a little jealous. I see. That's no, what I'm I, getting I, to. I'm not. <sighs> <laughs> and there's the sigh. <laughs> I want to be happy for her. I do. Uh, but it's just sitting around. Uh, but I, I, whatever makes you happy, man. That's what it's all about. There we go. That's, that's, all, we that's go. all that matters, ultimately. Is whatever, all that matters. Just, you, you and your four-leaf. Some people collect butterflies. I get it. You'll be in there one day. That's about as interesting Shannon, to me as... Shannon, we don't have to lie to him. It's about as interesting <laughs> to me as collecting stamps. I don't know. I don't understand it. All right, thanks. Hi, how's it going? Hey, Johnny, take a look at your watch. Call this clover lady up and see how good she is at the fake it eight. <laughs> Ooh. Dude, get out of here. side hustle. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Hello? And goodbye. Hello? I don't know. The fake it eight was pretty good. Um... The worst part with the dandelions is when you got like nine houses in a row and they're perfect, and you got that one guy in the middle that just don't care. Right, right. And then who, who gets all the dandelions? Right. right. Yep. Well, that's kind of. Well, I want to resell my house someday, and I don't think having a lawn. Sorry, it's not a great selling point. Dandelions. No, it's fine. They're unavoidable. Like he's saying, if there's somebody else in the neighborhood with them, you're going to get them. Well, if Unless somebody you apply massive amounts of whatever, I would be uh, more impressed if somebody discovered massive amounts of gold. Which I also well listen. That's the, more impressive than the little bees emerging, and they are dandelions be like gold. Dumbing down your smartphone, one podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. It's hump day, and I'm moving just a little slow. Yeah.
easy do. That video is weird, isn't it? It's a little strange. She got her leg warmers on doing her 80s video workout. Yeah, and it's yeah. a bunch of chubby men working out behind her. It's a weird video. Small budget. <laughs> you guys, get in here. 80s were a weird time. Hey, get in here. Okay, uh, happy hump day. Is sex exercise? Sex exercise. Oh. Uh, the answer, in various ways, appears to be yes. In a review article published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior. Uh, hello. Um, so the, a couple different university researchers uh, got together and gathered every past study they could find that examined the physical exertions involved in coitus. I like to put on a 50-pound weight vest and really, really make it count. Call that a, what do they call that, a rack? I rack it. Yeah, that's what I do. Wrist resistance bands. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. But go ahead. I guess Spotter is there. He's there to help me. Uh, anyways, I'm... Hey. Uh, is that what we're calling swinging nowadays? You got a <laughs> Spotter there? Jesus. Yeah, he taps in. Um, yep. uh, there weren't a whole lot of different studies on the physical exertions involved in coitus, but uh, as an activity, intercourse is difficult to study for reasons ranging from politeness to politics. The studies the researchers found involved mainly committed hetero couples, usually married, who often visited a lab for a scientific observation of their exertions. Wow. So, like, think about a sleep study, but you're going in there and you're banging your old lady. Yeah. On occasion, the sex took place at the volunteers' homes. Some of the couples wore heart rate monitors or other trackers. Others were filmed. Wow. And their movement patterns analyzed. You kinky mofos. <laughs> I think I think if you've got the neighbor couple in, that's called circuit training. If they're, <laughs> they're on the next couch, right? Oh boy, yeah. I'm trying to think. Your core, your thrusting. There's hip. Oh, go ahead. Let me let me see where it goes. Sex counts as moderate exercise. Most obviously, sexual relations sped up the heart and burn through some energy. In the studies in which people wore trackers, heart rates averaged between 90 and 130 beats per minute and peaked at anywhere from 145 to 170. Women's heart rates tended to be lower than men's because they're bored as hell. The average caloric burn during intercourse also ranged widely depending on people's positioning, obs, right. gender, and more factors such as whether they were at home or under observation at the lab. In one study, total energy expenditure during a single session of sexual activity reached 130 calories. One another experience, it topped out at about 100 for men and 69 for women. Mm. That's kind of been what I've found in my various research on the internet as to if sex is uh, exercise. Exercise. Well, I wouldn't count on it as, no. your, as your soul exercise. Right. It's like 100 calories. Right, right, right. If that. Um, now, if you have a longer session and you're doing more things, mm -hmm. I would imagine it would be a little bit more. So... The numbers are similar to those for a gentle run. 
except for the heart rate peaks, which rose higher than typical while jogging and usually during orgasm, which is uh, uncommon. Then. I guess if you're like 100 pounds overweight, anything it helps. Sure. Like walking around the room helps, you know? Yeah. Anything, any kind of movement. But um, hmm. interesting. So about 100 calories. I'm trying to think you can't what count on it as your 30 minutes on a treadmill burns what? Uh, I try to go for an hour. That's about three miles. That's a little under three miles, I think. It's like 400 calories, I think, for about an hour on a tread. Oh, are you walking? It's about three miles. Yeah, like a really brisk walk. Super brisk walk. It's like 400 calories. So I can't imagine sexes. It depend- obviously, this is going to be based on weight and yeah. and if you have it at an incline but you can do anywhere between 240 and 723. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So But yeah. then you know you factor in your mood, your happiness level. <clears throat> probably goes a long way. Mental health probably work in a little bit of yeah. that. Probably doesn't hurt. Probably not. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Oh my god. Kim goes women aren't bored, they're just lazy laying there. Well, if you don't, if you feel, <laughs> you got to always go jogging together after you've wiped up. I mean, you can jog around the block. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, man, as long as the sex is good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care about the calories. I ain't there to count calories. And I hang out one, two, three. No, I'm not there to count. I can't do two things at the same time, so I focus on my erection. I would I would think duration has to factor in just like it does when you're doing any sort of right. activity. Right. But so. I mean don't count reps if you're on top of her. You're like one, two, three, gotta get my reps in. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah. Says the guy that has a spotter there. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. You're giving me mixed messages, dude. <laughs> Today's freaking calf day. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, not uh, a good idea. Hi, how's it going? So after the study, do you get a copy of that tape and then <laughs> use that as an audition into the adult industry? For right. real. I know, yeah. and Because uh, I'd be like, where's the video of us I, screwing, I man? Feel like, uh, I feel like if you do regular cardio, you'll be better at sex. Oh, for sure. If you just do consistent cardio, health cardio. I would say doing cardio and core work. Right. You'll be even better at it. Yeah. That'd be my... Uh, now, lesbian sex be a little different, but generally, same rules will apply. I mean, uh, back in my day, I could do a one uh, D push-up, but I can't these days. My core ain't what she used to be. <laughs> All right, that's JJO News. Stay fresh, uh, cheese bags. I wonder if a guy's ever been able to do a push-up with his wiener. I'm not Googling it. <laughs> Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Hey, what would make, uh, speaking of Denver, what would make a marijuana dispensary better than just being a marijuana dispensary? What do you think it would make it better in your mind? How, how would you just just make, well, it, make it even more of a happy place? How would you do that? Sandwiches. Mm. Top, that's in the top five. How Dude, about, always. Everything's better with sandwiches. I think I can top your sandwich idea. Okay. How about a, uh, a, a a marijuana dispensary with topless women working there? Oh. Two entrepreneurs in Boston 
<clears throat> are looking to strip down their existing business model and reimagine it to provide what would be a unique offering in the state's competitive cannabis industry. The owners of Club Castaway <clears throat> have plans to transform their business into a topless cannabis dispensary. Dreams, man. <laughs> you got to have dreams. Making for a potential standout. You got to have goals. The market is saturated. How do we cut through the crap? Tits. Well, they're doing a pretty good job right here. A lot of operators. I'm thinking about moving to Boston. Already got some quotes on a moving truck. Thinking about moving out. Uh, everyone's offering the same experience, said Nick Spagnola. This is definitely a way to stand out while also keeping the spirit of the existing business alive. It was a strip club that they're going to turn into a weed dispensary. <laughs> The uh, Greenfield Recorder first reported news of Spagnola's and co-founder Julius Sokol's new business idea when the duo pitched it before the Waitley Select Board. Uh, the two are bringing some cannabis industry experience to the table. He's the owner, uh, Sokol, the owner of Massachusetts Green Retail. Both co-owners of East Boston Bloom, the business uh, journal reports. We do have some experience on the cannabis side, and uh, a little uh, we know a little something about tits. <laughs> Uh, topless dispensary is indeed a novel in Massachusetts, a state that now boasts over 200 clothed dispensaries. Lame. Thank you. Uh, the permitting and approval process ahead for Spagnola and Sokol is therefore a bit unclear. However, the pair have retained an attorney and are in agreement to buy a cannabis business. And uh, in the meantime, Club Castaway will reopen under its existing business model. So uh, the strip club would become a dispensary. And uh, there would be some, um, uh, what would you call it? Some whores. Uh, well, uh, I was trying to think of a way, a good business term to walk around topless at a weed dispenser. Oh. Some gratuitous uh, uh, topless sales techniques. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what they call that. Would you go out of your way five miles? Yes. To- <laughs> Without a doubt. No boners in the weed shop, dude. Oh, didn't that sound Without great? Now, he didn't say if it was men or women. I assume it's a woman. It's some 300-pound topless guy behind the weed uh, desk. No. Some, right. Dude. We did not read the fine you print. Walk, you walk in, you go, could you show me where to rub that weed balm? I'm confused. Could you show me how to rub it in? Oh, yeah. Weed balm. God, I love capitalism, dude. What do you think? We ought to. Should we give it a go? Yeah. I have a feeling our mayor. Who would we have to go in front of? We could call it uh, Nugs and Jugs. Well, now, we did have an idea for Shake and Taters. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was a topless joint that had potatoes. Um. So I don't know. What would we call our weed? And tit joint. What's that old bumper sticker? Gas, grass, or ass? Yeah. One way or another, you pay. Is that how it goes? Everybody pays. Is that how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> Which so doesn't we're, seem we're very close. nice. We just need a gas pump out front. As yeah. We're, we're set for life. Hmm. You sell peanut butter and, uh, wow. Just have a lot of new uh, curious customers coming in. So it's all in presentation, buddy. 
It's all in presentation. Hi, how's it going? Don't tips just make everything better? Yeah. 100%. I think that's the name of our store right there. Tits make everything better. The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.